When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. He was one of the top players on our board, and you've seen right in that area is where the top three quarterbacks went. So it gave us an opportunity to get a quarterback, a young quarterback, to come in here. Uh, we wanted to add competition and depth behind Kirk, and uh, Kellen is going to come in here and compete with the other young guys that we have on the roster. Okay, I'm sorry. I blacked out there for a second. Uh, did he say that Kellen Mond was one of the three best quarterbacks on their board? What was the first? Can you play that again, Dex? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't paying enough attention. He was a, one of the top players on our board, and you've seen right in that area is where the top three quarterbacks went. So it gave us an opportunity to get a quarterback, a young quarterback, to come in here. Uh, we wanted to add competition and depth behind Kirk and uh, – Kellen is going to come in here and compete with the other young guys that we have on the roster. Sounds like Okay, so he was kind of two senses. He said yeah. he was one of the top guys on our board, yes. and then he said, and you saw where the top three quarterbacks went. Yes. yes. So he's sort so of he's insinuating not. that we had him in that same yeah. echelon. Yeah, right? not, not surprising, coming from Rick, right? And, of course, you also have to clarify the second part of that, which he did, which is anytime you draft what you consider to be one of the top players on the board, Make it known that he's competing with the other young guys way behind Kirk Cousins. Well, this, this is this is this is a clipboard holding competition only. It may be for 2021, but I don't know. If you if you expect that Christian Derrissaw is going to start, you're crazy. I mean, that guy he'll be lucky to be on the practice squad. I mean, he is gonna <laughs> he's gonna have to compete with everybody. I mean, you got guys, Rashad Hill, uh, that's pretty tough yeah. right there. Okay? Wait, I'm sorry. I, I thought he was referring to Kellen Mond in that soundbite. Was he not referring? No, he, to, he, was, he was, but I'm just, oh, he I got said you, that I everybody you. is going to have to come in and compete, including <laughs> Derisaw, which is hilarious because he's a day one starter. Right, exactly. Uh, this is Mackie and Judd. We are, we're coming off just a super fun weekend. If you missed any of our live streams on Purple Daily or any of our immediate reactions sometimes with uh, some adult beverages in our systems. You can check out all of those episodes, podcasts, and videos uh, anywhere you find podcasts. Purple Daily, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, and also youtube.com slash Podcast. This was a record-setting weekend for us, Mackie and Judd, and uh, Purple Daily. Thanks to everyone who is a loyal listener of the show. It's been a blast. Boys, I think we should uh, carry the momentum right into a Monday statements edition here. Are you guys locked and loaded? Oh, yeah. With your observations oh. and statements. I, I started writing things down on Saturday. That's how <laughs> locked and loaded I am. 
So today's episode of Mackie and Judd Statements presented by our friends at PXG Minneapolis. All right, as we said all weekend, the pressure is high. If you whiff on these draft picks, you're probably going to get fired. But if you get fired, you have more time to golf. And that's the positive. PXG Minneapolis is a golfer's four. paradise. The new... Did you see a four? Four. four. No, yeah. I just did four. 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 Uh-oh. <laughs> the new Gen 4 golf clubs have landed. Drivers, fairways, hybrids, irons. These are PXG's flagship clubs and the best performing clubs that they have made. And they make great clubs, so that's saying something. PXG Minneapolis in Southdale Center and find out more at pxg.com slash Minneapolis. Let's start with Judd. All right, I'm going all in. I'm going all in right wow. now with a statement. I think I made to you guys uh, during the course of our, our coverage on, I don't remember now, probably on Friday, maybe Saturday. At this point in time, it all runs together, but I'm going to bring it back because it's an oldie but a goodie, okay? The Vikings 2021 slogan should be no excuses because as far as I'm concerned, there are very few this time around and this team, given what's going on in Green Bay, Wisconsin, this team should be the favorite to win the NFC North. No excuses. And I will start by saying that begins with the QB, who now has an offensive line that looks pretty damn good to me. No excuses for Zim, for Spielman, for Kirk, and the entire 2021 Vikings. You know, sometimes teams will print, like, shirts before the season. You know, do your job. New England Patriots, right? Do your job. Uh, the, the White Sox, about eight years ago, before losing 110 games or something, we're all in. Yes, so so yes. can we get the shirts for the Vikings? I mean, do they have the cojones to make that? I, I, I feel like... Whether it's the franchise or the ownership or even a lot of fans, I feel like I feel like everyone's sort of brainwashed into not setting Super Bowl expectations for this team. What's wrong with setting Super Bowl expectations? What's wrong with saying, hey guys, it's been sixty plus years. We love you. It's time to win one. You got the highly paid quarterback. Not, there's nothing wrong with that. You got the you got the really good defensive coach. You've had some you've had well. You haven't had some great drafts recently, but you've had you've you've hit on some players, and you've got the Daniil Hunters in the mix, right? Yep. J- Justin Jefferson. Yep. So what 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 is stopping everyone from saying at this point what you just said, which is it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be malicious. It's not a it, no excuses. You know what? It's, it's time to win a Super Bowl. I think internally on day one of training camp, internally for the players and coaches, this is it. That's the T-shirt. I'm not saying that you spread this around town, okay? Because, like, that's going to apply pressure on yourself that you're probably not going to unless you got, as you said, the big cojones. But internally, day one at TCO Performance Center training camp in late July, as you report for training camp, you get a No Excuses T-shirt. Vikings logo on it. I think that works for me. I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Let's go to Dex. All right. My first statement uh, it is, thank you for not getting cute, Rick Spielman. Thank you for not getting too cute. You were at 14. You traded back. You didn't take that guard, Elijah Vera Tucker. Some people say he might be a tackle. No, that's a guard. You, 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 let, you let the Jets be the Jets, and you were the ones who fleeced them. You were able to move back to get your tackle in Christian Derrissaw. You get Kellen Mond out of the deal, too. And then also at the same time, you find some good players on day three. I'm curious with Janarius Robinson, a great defensive end who reminds a lot of people of Daniil Hunter. You found a good wide receiver. Um, you found 
basically what I think is going to be one of the best like three deep weapons uh, or triple threat weapons in Zach Davidson, who's a tight end punter and long snapper. Are you kidding me? That, that's a steal in the hole okay, right there. That, that dude does not make the roster, but that's fine. That's it, it, fine. We'll see. Practice squad guys. He'll be on the practice squad. He probably will yeah. be. You know, he's only a baller at the division two football at central Missouri. He's put some respect on his name. He caught 20 touchdowns. I love for that. Sakes, you know? Put some respect on his name. Um, but, but mostly thank you for not getting cute. Rick Spielman. And you found a succession plan at quarterback. You found two offensive linemen who are going to be plug-and-play guys on your line starting in week one from for the, for the most part. Thank you, Rick Spielman, for not getting cute. How hard do you guys think it was for Rick to quit seventh-round draft picks cold turkey like that, though? You know what? In retrospect, I, in retrospect, I don't think it was as tough as I thought at the time because, you know, his quote, I thought he was lying, but he, in, in, um, in going back to look, was not lying. His quote before the draft in the pre-draft thing last week was the issue is so many guys are opting back into play and because of the pandemic didn't play that they didn't have as big of a list potentially as like late round talent that might pan out. And so he found it much simpler to pass on those players because of the pandemic, which means do not get used to one pick in the sixth and seventh rounds becoming the Spielman norm. Next year, my guess, he'll be back to normal 14 seventh round picks. <laughs> yeah, they had, they had eight seventh round picks between 2019 and 20. That'll come they back. Also, uh, they also did find a kicker in the free agent signing mm-hmm. extravaganza after the draft was over. That so poor they, kid. I hope he was warned. Not an SEC guy, though. He went to he went to Memphis. I hope he's got thick skin no matter where he went to school. <laughs> Here's the okay. He went to Memphis, but the profile is very similar in that he was dominant in his second to last year, his junior year, <laughs> and then struggled as a senior. But the Vikings see some things that they can fix, much like with Blair Walsh, Blair Walsh, and Daniel Carlson. Right. Although Daniel Carlson just signed, I think, an extension with uh, with Las Vegas, so he's been locked in. All right, my my first statement here. Rick Spielman had a great weekend on paper. We won't be able to judge this thing in full for another two or three years, so I get that. Like, we're not. To me, all you can do is judge what did you do on paper compared to the the consensus big boards, and what were your positions of need, and how did those things match up? And and to get with your number one pick to get a tackle that a lot of people thought you were going to draft, including the Vikings at fourteen, to get him nine picks later, he's the PFF fifteenth best player on the board. And to fleece the Jets, that's a win. Kellen Mond, all right. I have a feeling we're going to dive a little bit deeper into Kellen Mond on Purple Daily today. But Kellen Mond, according to Chris Sims, was the fourth best quarterback on the board. And JT O'Sullivan, who has his uh, QB School YouTube channel and has like 120,000 subscribers now. And he just does deep dive film study and he helps young quarterbacks. A couple weeks before the draft, he had Kellen Mond as his fourth best quarterback as well ahead of both Justin Fields and Trey Lance. It sounds like he may have moved him back to fifth peer pressure right before the draft. Uh, but you've got a couple smart quarterback evaluators that, that were saying, no, this dude's better than people think and maybe even better than Justin Fields or Trey Lance. And now he gets to sit for a year, barring injury, mm-hmm. um, or barring a really, really, really bad like six-week stretch from Kirk Cousins. But he gets to sit, incubate. Wyatt Davis might be a plug-and-play starter on the interior. And then uh, some high upside pass rushers. Patrick Jones, Janarius Robinson. So I really like this draft. Rick Spielman, 
I think, gets an A on paper, and then we'll see how these guys all pan out. Very, very fair. Yeah, I, it, it did. Positionally, I'll go back to this. I don't think that, that we can actually like judge players, but positionally, it was a really smart draft. It, yeah, it felt needs people long kind of, and short. Chaz Surratt, the linebacker from North Carolina with uh, the 78th pick, is the one that people are scratching their heads about a little bit. Yep. So, but, but you can see clearly, Rick, there was like two or three times in here where Rick turned to Mike Zimmer. He's like, all right, it's your turn. Yeah. <laughs> linebacker. Now. What do you like? Yeah. <laughs> Defensive end. Now. Mike. Okay, Mike. Go ahead. All right. So more on the Kellen Mond pick. Kellen Mond is exactly what the Vikings, and heck, I think teams, but the Vikings in particular in this town should be doing. This is a pick of exactly what we have, what, whether we knew it or not, this is exactly what we have wanted for a long time. Okay? And here's why. Third round, which is high, but it's not a first round. Oh, my God, this guy has to play right now or else we're lost. Um, he is he has big potential. And you know what? Worst case, he fails. But if he fails, he fails as a third round pick. That That's the equivalent of riding your bike and it tips and you skin your knee. And you put a Band-Aid on it and it's like, well, that sort of sucked. But you know what? I skinned my knee. A yeah. first round Failure is a head-on collision going 55. Airbags deployed. Which, by the way, I want to be clear. I am okay with failing with first-round quarterbacks. you got to take swings. But this is a good swing for a team that's looking to win now and think for the future. Exa- and, and it's sort of the, the perfect swing, really. Exactly, because because they are, for right now, right or wrong on, on th- their part, and we could certainly all disagree, they are married to Kirk. Like, is that smart? I don't know. Personally, I don't think it's really smart. But anyway, that's what they're going to do. So drafting a first-round QB and being like, we might develop him and he might come in, but we're not quite sure, and oh, my God, it didn't work out, right? Like, that gets people fired, and it probably should. This is the type of pick. And and go back and look. The Vikings do not take quarterbacks in the third round, which, by the way, should change. Like, this is the perfect round to take, guys. Um, so I think that this is a perfect pick, not because the player is great. I have no clue, but because the, the process, as the kids like to say, the process of this pick is very smart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, amen. I think, you know, again, he might flame out. We did a study on this show on might've been purple daily about a month ago. And we, and we grouped all the quarterbacks drafted in the last 20 years, first round, then I think it was second and third round, and then fourth round and later. And and basically the percentage chance of a second or third round quarterback panning out to be a multi-year good starting quarterback. So Russell Wilson would be sort of the peak of that. Colin Kaepernick was good for like three or four years. Uh, Andy Dalton was good, so he's in that group. It's like an 18 to 22% chance that the guy that you picked in the second or third round turns out to be a multi-year good starter for you. So not it, certainly not. It's it's more likely than not that Kellen Mond is a career backup, but you got to take these swings. Exactly. And he might maybe maybe him with his mobility. And I have, I've also been doing a little film study over the Ooh, weekend. You. If you don't some, do film study, you're lost. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, and people who watch him closely say he's a little rigid, but he makes a lot of high IQ. Uh, anticipation throws. He's not just waiting for guys to come into windows open. 
he's throwing them open or anticipating where they're going to be, which is already like Christian Ponder was not that when he came to the NFL. Uh, and there's, there's guys that just never see that. And I've got a feeling Mac Jones is not too. In watching Mac Jones film, he underthrows guys. Uh, Mon's got a cannon. Oh, Mon's a he's got a cannon. Uh, there, there's a lot there to work with. Okay, there's a lot there on film to work. With. He has Mac Jones like just has the most unquarterback body too I have ever seen. He does not look like a quarterback. He just he's, he looks goofy like looking. Me. He's he's like pudgy in the middle. He doesn't look at all like yeah, okay. a QB. JT O'Sullivan was commenting on that on one of his evaluations, saying, "Like, listen, this guy's got a lot of great attributes, but uh, the, he needs to work better with the equipment manager. Yeah, he just looks like he just looks like kind of a doofus out there. He, like, he <laughs> he looks like a Chad. The Sam JT O'Sullivan <laughs> was very, was was ultra cool too. Was he? Yes." He looks like a long Chad. hair. Yes, he was like really cool. He looks like a Chad bro I'd see at a North Loop patio pool. Yes, like Chad bro. It's exactly who he looks yes, like. He, he looks exactly he looks, like that. He looks. He like, looks like Mac. Yeah, he's a Mac. He looks like a kid. He looks like the starting quarterback uh, at Edina High. He looks That's like he should have been. I think. But but I mean, he's definitely like a Western suburb. My dad looks. Yeah. My, my yeah. dad's rich, and I drive a cool car. And and okay. by the way, I'm stopping on my way home for another box of Twinkies. Yeah. All right, Dex, you're up next. All right, my uh, my next statement is: you always need a succession plan. Number one, uh, because it's important. <laughs> Are to, you talking about sports or your dating life? Uh, I guess I, I don't want to loop in. Uh, I don't want to loop that in. That there was something that happened this weekend that I'm not gonna that I'm not gonna get into. Oh! But at the same time, uh, you need a succession plan. It. You need but a you succession plan. You just got plan. into. You just got, got into, into it. Right yeah. There, actually. yeah, exactly. That was it. That For the good it. of the show. For yeah, the good of need, the show. You need a security plan. You need some time to take a day two pick because sometimes <laughs> your first round pick flames out quick. So you need you need a day two selection in your back pocket to make it to make it worthwhile. <laughs> Bring it full circle to the Vikings. <laughs> So you need a succession plan. So Courtney Cronin had this note uh, this morning on ESPN.com, and I think it's important to, to, uh, to bring up on the show. She said, according to multiple sources, a Vikings coach, coach reached out to Kirk Cousins in the lead-up to the draft to let him know Minnesota was considering taking a quarterback at some point. It wasn't to warn him that his job was in jeopardy or that he was being immediately replaced. It was simply a heads-up so Cousins wouldn't be blindsided. You know what? Um, yeah. Great communication. Yeah. Yeah. Learn from the Packers. Absolutely. It is what good they didn't do. So I, yeah. I think it's important for them to basically start this plan. Everyone loves like, oh, no, just take all this linemen, get, give Kirk the line, let Kirk cook, right? Look at all these numbers, a clean pocket. It's it's right there. He's basically Tom Brady. Okay. Well, I, I'm not going to get into that at, at this point. But at the same time, start your succession plan. If Kellen Mond doesn't have to start and play a single game this year, great. And you can possibly turn the keys over next season. That's the ideal situation. So make sure you always have a succession plan in football, in dating, in work, all of your life. <laughs> I saw, real quick, speaking of uh, Declan dating life here, my wife and I binged a show that we thought was like a new Netflix show. Apparently it had a one-season run on ABC and they got canceled, but we love, we've watched the first five episodes. And it just reminds me of Declan. It's called The Baker and the Beauty, where this, like, everyday, it's based in Miami, and this, like, everyday baker guy, hardworking guy, meets through crazy circumstances, he's at a restaurant and his girlfriend of four years gets down on one knee and proposes to him in front of the whole restaurant after announcing, hey, everyone, look at, look over here. Classic. He says no. A celebrity, like a Kardashian-level celebrity, 
takes notice, thinks he's cute, picks him up to have a fun night, and then the whole show is based on celebrity with normal guy. And I just think Declan is destined to like date Khloe <laughs> Kardashian at some point. That's that's the moral of well, my. That could be sorry. a success. That's my plan. statement. Declan will date a celebrity. That at could some be a succession plan, hey, hey, like an A level celebrity. There, there's a there, there's having consistency and comfortability, and there's outkicking your coverage. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you outkick your coverage. I've I've been down the road as well. So sometimes that happens. I get it. Um, all right, let's let's stay on Vikings and draft here. All right, here's my next statement, and I believe Declan has an audio clip to accompany it. So I'll give you the statement, and then we'll we'll offer proof here. Move over Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay and Daniel Jeremiah. Randy and Cottage Grove is the new mock draft mercenary. Now we go to 90, and Zim's going to get a new toy, as they say. Uh, Janarius Robinson, uh, Florida State, he he can really fly off the edge, and he's going to be a fun bookend there for uh, Daniel Hunter. Uh, Janarius Robinson is, is, is a great value at 90. I love that pick. Janarius Robinson. Now, Got he it. said pick 90. He wound up, he, he didn't get the exact pick right. But that is, uh, that's a point on the board yeah, that's for good. Randy in Cottage Grove. Real good. Defensive end, a great toy for Zimmer to play with. <laughs> uh, somebody get Randy in Cottage Grove. Now, we tried to, he, he called into our live show, but he did it on his phone for the first time. He figured out how to get into the but he didn't know how live to, stream. But he didn't know how, he to, didn't know how to turn the turn phone it. to selfie mode, and then he dropped his Coors Light all yeah. over the ground, Yeah, and he was drunk. So Shocking. Absolutely shocking. Yeah. That's so, that's uh, good, though. So so he's at, uh, he's at, he got that one right. He got a first rounder right. Is that correct, Phil? A couple, last year, a couple of years ago? So he has Mike now Hughes. hit on Mike Hughes. Uh, Justin Jefferson, I think he might have gotten a late round pick in there somewhere too. He and did now, yep. And now, Janarius Robinson, defensive end from Florida State. The the mystery pretty remains. Amazing track record. He might have talked to Rick, by the way. Apparently, Rick never responds to. Yeah, his well, I'm not sure I'm buying that anymore. Are you? Oh, it's very interesting. All right, my very next statement. I'm going to stay in the National Football League, but I'm going, <laughs> but I'm going to move a little bit off the draft and. Uh, I'm going to make a statement about the fact that some people can't let bygones be bygones. Stefan Diggs needs to get over it. Stefan Diggs. So so the the Stefan Diggs um trade to the Bills with the Vikings March 2020 was completed this past weekend when the Vikings used the rest of the picks and it was actually a fourth round pick, but they used the rest of the picks that they got from the Bills. So the trade is now in the books. It's complete. And the Bills GM, guy by the name of Brandon Bean, said, I'm finally done paying for Stefan Diggs. Glad it's over. That was tweeted by a guy named Jeff Kerr of CBS Sports uh, in putting together a story or something along those lines on the Bills. Diggs retweeted that and said, if it wasn't for Bean, my ass would still be in the soda. Me and him forever locked in. And then he's got a couple hearts and, and the prayer. Thanks to Brandon Bean. My ass would emoji. still be in the soda. Man, he so he Dude. is just so down on his time here. And the best part, Man. quickly, the, yeah. the, the tweet right before that, that Stefan Diggs tweet, he tweeted like the day before. You just put maturity greater than, and then the next tweet is that one. It just kind of, it's kind of contradictory. It's kind of hilarious. Dude, you, yeah. le- you led the National Football League in receptions. I think you led him in targets. And in yards, and you caught eight touchdowns, and your team went to the AFC Championship game, and the Vikings replaced you with a first-round pick who looks like a marvelous player, and he happens to play receiver. 
Everybody won here. It's time to be done with it. Like it's just, it's just, it's time to get what I understand that you are an incredible football player and you're really good. And I understand that the Vikings did not use you probably correctly. And I would say the Vikings should take heed of that because Justin Jefferson should be used like you weren't. Okay. So there's stuff to be learned here. Always is stuff to be learned, but get over the angst, man. You're doing really well. Enjoy you. Yeah, I think my only yeah but to that would be are some of the things that Diggs was frustrated by offensively, structurally, systematically, maybe Kirk Cousins, are some of those still in play and are some of those things still going to hinder the Vikings from doing as much as they could to win games in 2021? Very possibly. I think the answer is kind of. Yeah, no. Until Clint Kubiak shows otherwise. I'm with you. And and when it – look – my concern, if I'm the Vikings, is is Justin Jefferson in a year or two going to have the same frustrations that Diggs did? Because he is, again, immensely talented. But my point with Diggs is he got his way. He got out. The Vikings got a great return. Good good trade, Rick. Um, the fact that Diggs can't move on, though, like the sideways shots, it's not like you're not doing well, and the Vikings placed you in a home where you are being treated really well. Yeah, he's very petty. He's very petty. And it's 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 kind of too bad that he is the face of probably the most memorable Vikings play of all time, at least the most memorable positive Vikings play of all time. There's a few negative ones on that list, right? The Minneapolis Miracle is probably the most noteworthy positive play in Vikings history. And it just it's too bad that the relationship is so frayed between the two parties and it's really not even between the two parties. Like Diggs just clearly hates the Vikings. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I think he don't. hates the fans. I think he just hates the way. I think he. I don't think he likes the head coach. I don't think he likes the offensive staff, and I don't think he's in love with the quarterback. But he made it clear like he didn't want to yeah. throw Kirk under a bus, and so he's been. That was Kyle. He's been pretty clear about that. Who, who, who made it very clear he didn't care about the QB when he didn't mention him in what a five thousand word essay. That's amazing. I'd like to thank That's... Case Keenum. I'd like to thank uh, former backups. Uh, Jake Browning was Matt, great to play with. Matt Castle. He thanked Matt Castle. And But let me tell you, Matt Castle, great family man. Me... What a great behind-the-scenes <laughs> locker room leader. I'd like to give you a paragraph on Nate Stanley. <laughs> let me give you a paragraph on Nate Stanley. And there was an equipment intern about four years ago that, in a pinch, found me some lunch at Chipotle when I was on the run between meetings. So I don't want to forget that, that guy. That PR intern Walt Share was such a great guy. I really loved him. And yeah, it's it's really it was. is pretty it's pretty absurd. Uh, I have right, a, back to Declan. I have a Minnesota Wild statement, mm-hmm. Phil. Do you want to jump in with the Vikings one? If you still have more, uh, no, I have I have a couple other NFL ones, okay. but I'm I'm clear on Vikings for now. Okay, I got it all out of my system. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna go with a Minnesota Wild one. Um, and my statement is it's worth it. And please shut the hell up. I'm talking about Kevin Fiala. So Kevin Fiala. And I've been on these statements before referencing him. He had an overtime goal on Saturday. Another another big-time goal. 11 points in the last seven games for Kevin Fiala. He's got 19 on the season. He's on pace for 33 if it was over the course of 82 games. He's having a damn good year. But for whatever reason, people just love to complain and be and moan over him making an offensive zone turnover or making a dumb penalty and not literally understanding the fact this dude is scoring primetime goals for you. Five game-winning goals this season for Kevin Fiala. I just said the 33-goal mark. If, if, this, if this is not the player you want, 
if you only focus on stupid little things like a turnover in the offensive zone and aren't recognizing that he's scoring overtime goals and game-winning goals and has already shown that he can perform in the postseason, I am seeing your tweets. I am adding you. And when he does score into the playoffs and scores a big-time goal, I am going to call you out. Let Kevin Fiala be Kevin Fiala. This franchise needs him. I want a dude that plays with his head on fire. I want a dude who has the demeanor and isn't passive. I want the guy who basically is lifting this team up. I can't stand the hate towards Kevin Fiala. Love this guy. Appreciate this dude because you haven't had a dynamic player like this to go along with Kirill Kaprizov as a tandem in almost a very, very long time. So it's my Kevin Fiala soapbox. Shut up. It's worth it. One of my favorite things on this show is when Declan picks fights on our show against wild bloggers and wild Twitter. Like, do you ever express these things to them on Twitter, or do you just save them for statements? Sometimes I I, I call it out, and sometimes I just have to give it into an open mic forum that isn't me in front of the mirror in my bathroom. I just need I need an audience to hear it. What's going to happen is I'm going to give you some. We have sports dad Judd Zolgad, so I don't know what I am. I'm like sports big brother, I suppose. Uh, when you start going after bloggers for certain local teams, mm-hmm. be careful. You might wind up with like a mean mug photo in a City Pages RIP article. That's the first thing that pops up every time someone Googles your name. Okay. In perpetuity. Okay. I'm cool with it. Just I, we need to make that happen for Declan. And here. you lost all your blogger friends too, Phil. It was very very hurtful to see. <laughs> and then of course, like what happens is every time I tweet something, now the venom that comes back at me from that incident still almost ten years ago, they still hate me for it. I basically said, bloggers, this is 10 years ago, don't have any accountability. Like, they can have a take or something, and, like, no one is there to, like, like there's no accountability from the teams, et cetera. And I meant it, but I probably delivered it in the wrong way. And, and nine years later, I still get chirped. I still get chirped by the same bloggers. So, Declan, you're in for a life of fighting bloggers. I just want you to know that. Okay. okay? I just don't think it's worth it. <laughs> I don't think it's worth it to fight them. Let them have their fun. Okay. It's kind of fun, though, sometimes. All right, is it my turn here? It's your turn. Yes, sir. All right. All right, I'm going to I'm going to deviate away from uh the the rink and the court and the field for a second here. My next statement is a tribute to a man who wrapped up a legendary radio career last Friday. I hope radio legend Dave Lee enjoys his retirement. And I saw him posting photos fishing in Florida this morning. So he had a trip oh, planned. Oh, he already in Florida. Good for after him. After he left WCCO his last morning show. So, I don't know, a lot, a lot of people who consume our show are probably not old enough to go back to, like, 90s WCCO radio, but some are. I grew up on Dave Lee. I grew up on Mike Lynch and Roger Strom, like, all of the characters. And even before that, it was Boone and Erickson. That's probably more Little Steve Cannon for you? Little Steve, Steve Cannon? Little Cannon mess Morgan in the Mundane. afternoon. Yep, Backlash LaRue. Backlash <laughs> Uh, I grew Ma up Linger? on Dave, Ma Linger, Dave Lee in the morning, oh, and Steve Can in the afternoon. So every time, uh, every time someone from your childhood retires from the industry, yep. it's always kind of sad. But Dave Lee was great, and he's just a super nice guy behind the scenes. And uh, I wish him well in his retirement. Did you guys, did you guys grow up on WCCO at all? Dex might be a little uh, too young for that. I, 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 did, I yeah. grew up with it with Twins and Wild Broadcast, but I did not necessarily consume it um, as uh, like outside of outside of games. I'm so old. That when I actually started to listen, AM radio was king. Mm-hmm. AM oh, I mean, radio w- was WCCO was CCO doing dom- 20 shares back in the CCO day. CCO dominated, dominated 
Uh, so, yes. In, in, in fact, because Dave started on the morning show in like 93, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was uh, Boone and Erickson, school closings, um, Steve Cannon, Cannon Mess with Sid on all th- those shows. Ruth Kozlak, oh yeah, I I am a I am a definite '80s CCO child. Yep, (laughs) real radio, great theme song, which we'll keep. So, uh, Dave Lee, great times. Yeah, congratulations um, to him. Great guy. Hopefully, he enjoys fishing, and I'm sure he'll dabble in in some stuff. Great guy. All right, boys. Any other any other statements? Yeah, I want to get to one more um, because I I think it's just it so makes our our audience happy that I can't pass it up. My statement, the Green Bay Packers are a complete mess, and that isn't going to change this time. Like last year, the Jordan Love pick was weird. Rodgers got mad. We all said, boy, the Packers sure seem like they might be a mess. They came back, went 13-3, and okay? But it's been made very clear by, by Aaron that he would much prefer to attend the Kentucky Derby all dressed up than ever put on a Packer uniform again. The, this time around... The Green Bay Packers are in turmoil. I think our audience really appreciates that and probably enjoys it greatly. Yeah, I actually did have one more statement that ties into that, so I will just throw it out there and we can... Aaron Rodgers is a savage. So on top of all of the drama and the reports that have come out and everything that's spilling all over the place, he shows up at the Kentucky Derby this weekend wearing a Turd Ferguson name tag on his suit jacket. Yes. And confirms to Mike Tirico off camera that, yeah, this relationship is a dumpster fire with the Packers. I, I'm, I'm really sad that it got out. Yes. <laughs> he didn't do any he didn't do anything to be like, oh, listen, everything's fine. He added gas to the fire and then more a turd Ferguson name tag for old school SNL reference from the 90s. Yes. And uh, uh, Norm uh, McDonald. I'm blanking. Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, this whole thing, I think it's more likely that Aaron Rodgers retires from football than plays for the Packers in 2021. Oh, I think great. that's where it's at. And he is so vindictive and yep. petty. Yep. I mean, dude, this this guy cut his family off. And I'm pretty sure I saw something like he texted someone from ESPN over the weekend, too, that said, I'm more likely to show up at my estranged family reunion than I am to show up to Green Bay Packers training camp. Was that legit? Camp. I couldn't tell if that was fabricated by someone or legit. But he did cut his entire family off and I think he's done. I think he's done. The Packers are going to have to do something too. Like I don't think that you can just sit there and be like he'll show up. He's clearly made it. He's not going to show up. Okay, would it now that you guys have seen and we've seen spurts of this, but now that it's just out there like this dude is a socio I think he's a sociopath. Sure. Yeah. I think he also has some things in his life that maybe he just hasn't dealt with like broken relationships and different things. But like he's vindictive. Yep. He's moody. He's more of a Jay Cutler type leader than a Tom Brady type leader, but he's amazing at football. Yep. And he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Would any of these things that are percolating prevent you from wanting him in a purple jersey in like two or three years? Hell no. I'm all in. I'm for still what, in. For a year or two tops? Sorry, Kellen Mond. You're going to have to sit for another oh, year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, think about think about the potential sugar high. And for a year, and this was the key with Favre, for a year... That vindictiveness and hate is all channeled towards his desire to beat the Packers. I mean, it's perfect. Now, if I had to keep him for 10 years, I mean, it might, the act probably gets old and there's diva there and he's a great player, but you probably get tired of that. 
But are you joking for a year or two? Oh, as you say, inject it into my veins. Yeah. Now, the best case scenario would be if Kellen Mond at like $800,000 to the cap is your starting quarterback and he's really good starting in 2022. And then you can ride that for three years until you have to pay him. But if Aaron Rodgers became available, I could find $35 million somewhere to make him happy and to have one magic carpet ride season. But he's under the problem is he's under contract for three years. So whoever acquires him would have to get rid of him. Or they did so. Let's say he goes to the Broncos, as as was reported, right? Sure. They have his rights for three years, so he he'd have to find some Brett Favre retirement loophole, which I think teams are smart to now. Or or the Broncos would have to like be done with him and want to trade him, and then he'd be sort of washed up. So I think the 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 path to him playing for the Vikings is pretty rocky compared oh, of to the it path. Is. That Favre had, but Favre's was rocky too, and he still made it happen. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so. A guy can dream, can he? Can <laughs> yeah. a guy dream? All right. Any other final statements from you, chaps? I'm good. We get it all out I'm of good. our system. Yeah, if, we're go, if we're transitioning the twins, right. we're good. We're good. Okay. Cool. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. Uh, uh, statements, by the way, powered by our friends at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Insurance—that's the name of the game. That's what the Vikings provided Kirk Cousins: some offensive line insurance and some insurance for if he has a bad season. You got Kellen Mond back there, and Federated provides insurance and risk management tools and resources and peace of mind to business owners in the state of Minnesota. You can find out a full list of industries Federated protects, and you can find out more information about My Shield, the online portal that uh, provides risk management tools. All of it at Federated Insurance. Dot com. Remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. We're gonna win, twins. We're gonna score. We're gonna win, twins. What's that baseball score? All right, boys. Talking twins every day here on Mackie and Judd. Uh, they take two of three from the best record in baseball going into the weekend, the Kansas City Royals. Alex Kirilov hitting bombs all over the place. Here's my question for you guys. Kirloff's been playing first base. Looks looks like he's more of a first baseman than a corner outfielder in terms of just range and yes, he does. whatnot. Correct. Right? Correct. And uh, he's off to, like, don't don't look at his batting average. He's had some bad luck. He's put some balls in play. He's hit some home runs. He's off to a really good start. Looks pretty good at first base. Miguel Sano is scheduled to come back from hamstring problems sometime soon, maybe this week, Rocco Baldelli said. How would you handle it? How would you handle the return of Miguel Sano and the cross-section emergence of Alex Kirloff? This is okay. A lot of heavy breathing. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the problem. Here's here's my problem. So it's like under it's like an early '90s Undertaker promo. Don't play first base anymore. Um. So here's my here's my issue. Beware the Ides of March. I told you guys at one point that my plan before Kirilov got called up again would be to maybe consider a platoon and have Kirilov start against right-handers and Miguel Sano start against southpaws and sort of go from there so that Sano got a sufficient amount of at-bats. But I've been doing some digging uh, the past couple of days, and in the pandemic-shortened 2020 season, and then in a very small sample size, so far in 2021, before he got hurt, Miguel Sano is actually worse against left-handers than right-handers. Um, 
I know the Twins are dragging their feet, and that's what they're doing right now to try and that Rocco's whole thing is can we get Sano back on track at the plate because then he'll come back and be confident. But I think the reality is, is gentlemen, you have to start to accept something. And that is to Phil's point, because Kirilov to me, he's not perfect at first base, but I feel like his range in left is very small. And I feel like his ability to make himself into a good first baseman is very high. I think you need to accept the fact that Miguel Sano has become a dilemma because Alex Kirilov more often than not, probably should be starting at first base. And here's the second part of that. And here's the problem. Miguel Sano has had now, he's into his second year of just really not being a good player. I mean, there's not a lot there. There's not a ton of home runs enough. There's not, he'll go on hot streaks, okay? But you guys, Arise has to play, okay? Because he's a really nice player. So are you going to put him at second? Because if he goes to second, Polanco can't play. And now there could be an argument made there as, as well. But my point is, I'm not going to move heaven and earth to play Miguel Sano all the time because there are be- are better options. And I think that starts with the fact that what we're seeing is Alex Kirilov is this team's first baseman of the future. I am in no hurry for Miguel Sano to be playing yeah. first base. Yeah, the conundrum here is you've got a bunch of positions locked, right? Now there's going to be injuries and there's going to be off days. Josh Donaldson's going to get off days. So when one of these guys comes out, yeah, then absolutely. our eyes can move. But yep. you basically have third base, short. So J.D. at third, Andrelton Simmons at shortstop, Jorge Polanco, who has shown some flashes. His bat is starting to come around more, but he's still not the player he was a couple of years ago. But he's, but he's your starting second baseman as of right now. With, I don't think there's any like immediate plan in the next 60 days to move off Polanco as your starting second baseman. He's been struggling, but he's there. Uh, and then Buck is locked into center. Kepler hasn't been great, but he's locked into right field, and they're going to give him a chance to to find it. So Polanco and Kepler are the ones you'd look at and say, are, they, I mean, do, are those guys really everyday players the way they've been playing the last couple of years? And the answer is yes for the next 60 days for sure. Like They're going to let it play out. And then Garver, a catcher. So Cruz is your DH. I mean, there's no moving him unless there's injury. So the, the two positions in question are left field and first base. And you've got Arais, Kirloff, and Sano for those two positions. Yep. So you could, you could put Kirloff in left, and then Arais goes back to being a super utility player, but he's your best on-base guy, right? Yep. Him and Buxton are getting on base at a 400 clip. Exactly. And, it's, and, and Luis Arais is one of the rare players in the entire sport that actually has more walks than strikeouts. He's just got great play discipline. He's diet Tony Gwynn. And and he's an on-base machine who makes a ton of contact. So um, he's a guy that I want in the lineup all the time, especially when I'm I'm looking for like four more guys to contribute. Right, he's one of the guys that I can lean on. So I don't want him going to just a backup role, and that leaves one position for Kirloff and Sano, and it's first base. And right now it's a no-brainer. Sano is a bench bat right now on this team. He's not paid like one. He hasn't been touted as one, but if Kirloff keeps hitting like this and if Kepler hits enough to stay in the lineup and if Luis Arise gets on base at a even a 350 clip, for God's sakes, you need guys to get on base, right? Yep. Um, really, the only thing that would, to me, that would put Sano back in the daily lineup at this point is an injury. Yes. And you can you can say, well, hot take police. What do you mean, hot take? Well, no, I mean. Not a hot take. Argue it. What is the argument? In fact, 
Declan Goff, you have to argue right now that Miguel Sano has to stay in the lineup. Go. Come on. Argue. Can, I mean, is there an argument? Uh, no. <laughs> you put Declan. Declan, you have to argue. Look, I'll, I'll try I'll try here. The, the, the thing with Sano, and, and this is what other people keep keep saying as well, and Judd, and Judd try not to jump, all, jump on this here, but he's seeing a lot of pitches. He's taking his walks. I don't need this guy to be taking pitches right now. I want him to be putting balls in the seat. So if, if like Byron Buxton isn't walking a lot, Byron Buxton has three walks on the season. But guess what? He's putting the ball in play and he's smacking the hell out of it. So I'm cool with the fact that you're not taking a lot of walks. On the counterpoint, Luisa Rise, just a good, pure, natural hitter, isn't going to get a lot of extra base hits. Maybe isn't going to have a lot of pop, but he's going to work a count and he can and he can absolutely get on base. Miguel Sano was a liability at first. Alex Kirloff, at least this last weekend, has been hitting the hell off the cover off the ball. I mean, for God's sake, his exit velocity is 96 miles per hour, even this season. So he is absolutely tearing the cover off the ball. Miguel wow. Sano is, even when he was healthy and was putting the ball in play, exit velocity of 86 miles per hour? <laughs> like, that ain't going to work. That, okay. I, I, don't, I don't want that at all. So, yeah, Alex Kirloff deserves to play more. And if Miguel Sano, that means he's on the bench, then grab some pine, buddy. You're sitting on the bench. I, got, I, I, I can't help you there. I can't help you there. I mean, he's 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 what twenty eight. Yeah, it's time to go, man. Like, and then and then it's always well, but just like if he once he gets physically right, dude. Like, you've been a professional baseball player for ten years, and you you're just never physically right for more than six weeks. Yep. You know, some of that. I mean, some of that's bad luck, but some of that's on you as a professional athlete to get yourself right for longer stretches. And guess what? The, the Twins, as they proved again on Sunday, have power without him. Like what does Miguel? So you tell me this. What does he bring? Like what? What about him? Cries. I need to be playing every day. What a part about his game? Um, absolutely says. Okay, rise is great, but like I don't. What's the but? Yeah, I mean, right now I can't he, do re- he really is a part-time player because he's not a great defensive player. It would be one thing if he was Dugman Kavich at first base, right? And he's just he's saving runs. And he's scooping. Joe Maurer was was really good for a couple of years at first base when he wasn't hitting, and so and he got himself. He's still good, yeah. He, and he got on base enough, like he still got on base at like a three fifty clip or something. And so there was enough there, but you know, Sano he doesn't hit for average, so he doesn't drive in a ton of runs when he doesn't like when he's not hitting a home run. He's not driving in a bunch of runs. He doesn't get on base at a high clip, so he even drawing. A ton of walks in the first fifteen games. Yep. His on base percentage is still only three ten. Like it's still a, you know, it's not it's not. Arise is four hundred. Buxton's over four hundred right now. And, and I would say uh, Sano in his career has had higher on base percentages. But I don't think he, the only thing he brings that that's plus is power. And if you can't apply the power because you can't stay healthy, or you just go through stretches of three weeks where you can't hit a fastball, <sighs> gone is the threat where he's going to turn into David Ortiz. And I know that Ortiz was like 28 or 29 when he turned into David Ortiz, but David Ortiz was a was a different personality. David Ortiz was obsessed with being the best version of David Ortiz. I've never gotten that sense from Sano. I think Sano likes the idea of being a major league player, but he's never been obsessed with being the best possible player. And it and it kind of sort of shows in the way that he goes through these doldrum stretches. Yes. And and the way things are currently constructed with Kirloff playing first, Arise at second or left, uh, goes back to what Patrick brought up after the Twins got swept by the Astros in the wild card round last year. That team 
was as unathletic as you could possibly be. Buxton was out. Sano was playing. He has no, there's, there's no there there. Like he's going to get on base and it's station to station or Homer or strike out. Um, now, Kirloff, an athlete, right? Arise is built funny, but he's an athlete. And I mean, he, I will say this about Sunday's game. At second base, he looked damn good. And he and Simmons formed a great combo there. He looked really good. But you definitely have, if Kirloff's at first base and Arise is playing and Polanco is playing Simmons now, you definitely have a team that feels more athletic and not just a, I hope we hit five home runs. They can do that, but you're at least going away from that. And the thing with Kirloff, too, is I am really curious to see him long-term because I love that swing. Like, I think there's a lot there. It's just starting. But, yeah, but, I mean, I think this kid is going to be fun to watch. And, I mean, he's got an approach at the plate. It's not there yet, but it's going to be. The best thing to watch with young hitters like him is how do they, it's not what what they look like when they square a ball up because any major leaguer can hit a fastball down the middle and hit it 500 feet right well not 500 but you get my point yeah it's it's like look look at the sliders and the breaking balls or the close pitches that they take and he is spitting on sliders that look out of the hand you watch baseball games and there's there's breaking pitches out of the hand where you're like oh that's He's swinging at that for sure. We'll see what happens. And he's spitting on these pitches. And for a guy that has barely seen any major league pitching, to be tracking pitches like that is a really, really good sign. It's a really, really good sign. Um, Also, all right, Twins pitching. So Barrios has had a couple third time through the order situations this year, but overall he's been uh, their best and most reliable starting pitcher. The bullpen, still waiting for Colome to come around. I'm ready for my guy, Jorge Alcala to get some more primetime close game innings. Mm-hmm. He's 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 been around for a couple years now. Yes. He's got ridiculous stuff. Has he been perfect? No, he's had a couple weird outings, but um I just you look at the stuff, you look at how hard he throws, the upside. He comes from the Houston Astros system and they've been pumping out pitchers. Maybe they were cheating, I don't know. But I would I would love to see Jorge Alcala get elevated on a on a regular basis to some uh to some high leverage situations just to see what happens. And why not? Yeah. Absolutely. So if you get that, here's what I want. I got a simple request for Rocco and the boys. Matt Shoemaker, I don't need to see a lot more here. Yeah. I don't need to see a lot more. He is um I'm good he, on that. He dog. got he got hammered again on it's a, Saturday. It's a no, it's a no for it's me. A no for yeah. Me. He got hammered again on Saturday. He keeps, he seems like a really good guy and he keeps it saying, I get off to bad starts and you know, I, I'd like to get some luck here. Dude, I watched your starts. It's not luck. It's the, it's just not going to work. Like I get the flyer. The twins are always going to go to, to the pitching garage sale each winter and take flyers on guys. And I get that. It might frustrate and, some. And Hap has worked out. Yeah. So, so right. But I mean, so yes. And so there are some of them that will work. I'm not saying that they shouldn't do that, but I think I've seen just about enough here. Okay. He did tweet. If this changes your mind, Judd, he did tweet a couple days ago. It sucks to suck, but always keep fighting to be great and to get better. Always get back up when you get knocked down. That's what makes us great. Continually use adversity to get better and to better ourselves. Time to get back on track. Hashtag CHS field. Here I come. (laughs) 
So mean. No, I'm glad. Look, he see, I just said, I just said, he seems like a really good guy. Like I like, I I think that he is a, a classic Judd retort. No, I he seems like a great human being. This is not about him as a person. But dude, eight earned runs, nine runs, eight hits in three and a third, an eleven to three loss. You never had a chance in that game on Saturday, and it was because of him. And and he works uh, so deliberately and slowly, and he's struggling. And the fielders just want to get off the field, dude. Listen, no, okay. I've just about seen enough. I'm focused on the positives here. If he makes two more starts for the Twins, it will tie the most starts he's had in a season since 2017. Come on, can we can we get seven starts? Seven starts. Yeah, most starts yeah. in a season since 2017. Yeah. I'll go pick him up at Target Field, <laughs> get on 94 eastbound, get off at CHS, drop him off, and he can make all the starts yeah. he wants. Bye, Matt. You know, I think what's See frustrating ya. here is the – the lack of a minor league season last year, and then the late start to this minor league season. Like they, I think they're just starting this week. I think we may have yes. minor league games now, right? We do. The first week in May here. Correct. And so we can rip them for not having a pipeline of like, hey, Derek Falvey, you're supposed to be young pitching pipeline guy. Why is your starting rotation filled with Jay Haps and Matt Shoemakers? And Kent Maeda was a great trade, but like these are all veterans from out Mike Pineda, right? Where's the where's the internal rush of what Cleveland puts out every year, they just they just bring random dudes up. Tristan McKenzie, okay, he yeah. strikes out everybody, right? Uh, Shane Bieber, where is that? Well, in fairness to them, these minor league pitchers haven't pitched in an actual game in almost two years mm-hmm. because of the season getting wiped out. So, but you know, Jordan Balazovich, maybe he would have been up, but he's never pitched above high A because he hasn't pitched in two years. Yep. So they got to bridge that gap at some point. I get, I get what they were doing with Shoemaker, which is, hey, so do I. we're not looking for thirty starts. We probably just need a couple months, and we'll see what happens. And then, and then maybe by then, somebody else will be ready to jump in. Maybe Dobnag jumps in, but like a, no, they, no, they no, no, that's not working either, Phil. It's like a Dobnik's not going to jump in. It's like a that's low no maintenance thing. summer fling. Yeah, you know, well, let's see where this goes in it two is. months, and that's... then if we commit, we commit. But if we want to go our separate ways, I completely understand. Sport, it. Sports personnel <laughs> decisions and dating are identical. You're exactly right. You know why? Because at the end, it's better to be brutally honest than try and be nice. You don't win championships by being nice. You know how you win championships? By being brutally honest. Matt, it's not working. But it's it's you, not me. That's the problem. It's not me. It's you. I'm I'm perfect. I am. I'm two thumbs up. I'm awesome. Yeah, I'm great. And I'm going to the bar because I am tired of you. I'll be at the bar trying to pick up a new baseball player. Didn't you pick up Darren Mastriani one time at Bunny's in St. Louis Park? I saw him there, yeah. Yeah. My buddy, the bartender at Bunny's, knew him. In, in fact, he said he said that one, one time he got so drunk, he had to toss him out of the bar. You toss a big what? league player. said Mastriani got so tanked, he had to toss him out of the bar one time. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I really like that guy. He was uh, oh, he's a great guy. He was like, he was like a, a two month stolen base specialist when I covered that team, and he mm-hmm. was great to talk to. He's a really he's, good guy. Did you know he's Italian? Oh, no, <laughs> really, really. And Nick Punto <laughs> dives head first into first base. Most people don't know that little fact. A quick thank you to Dennis Kirk for supporting uh, not only Mackie and Jub, but all of our Talking Twins conversations, too. So if you like to ride, if you like to get on your Harley, your metric cruiser, your sport bike, 
You'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets as well. Order by 8 p.m. and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over $89. Best in the business. DennisKirk.com. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. Uh, by, right. yeah. by the way, one last twin stop before we, before we wrap. Yeah. Might, uh, you guys might want to start sipping on that Garv sauce because I think the Garv sauce is starting to arrive here. He's kind of a one-trick pony. Yes, he's got some but, pop. But he's, he's, he's found that trick more he often. He had yeah, that, that three-run bomb yesterday, what I love the most. Well, number one, he had a great little pimp, and I don't, it didn't get <laughs> caught on camera too much. Yeah. He, he knew from the moment he hit that ball, that thing was absolutely crushed. I think it was like 440 feet. It was a bomb. And he still had the bat in his hand. He just like he gave a little finger wag right before pointing the bat. Like He'd like, I nailed that pitch. And wow. I, I know he's 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 struggling a little bit, and sometimes like, all right, Mitch, you know, maybe check yourself and look at your line before you start doing a little finger wag on on I'm pimping a 430 foot ball against the poor Royals starter who was just absolutely terrible yesterday. Keller, best yeah. team in baseball. What do you mean, best um, team in baseball? Yeah, seriously. But Mitch Garver, the Garve sauce might be. Uh, I, this might be getting thick. This sauce is getting thick. I don't. What would you guys say is the Twins' percentage chance to make the playoffs? I'm staring at it right now. What would you guys say it is? 55. 40. So it's it's 28.6 only, Ooh. according to yeah. baseball reference. Yeah. I don't know where they get these from, but that's that's what a terrible start will do to you. Because yeah, now you true. just got to you got to win. You got to win about four series in a row here just to claw back close to 500. Speaking of, but if, if Garf yep. sauce is, uh, is if he's going to spread some sauce on this thing. Then... Speaking of potential series wins, though. You've got the next seven games, four against Texas, last place in the American League West, and three at Detroit, which is absolutely awful. So make some hay. You're set up pretty well to go on a bit of a run here. Stir up that sauce. I'm just saying, I know it's baseball, and I know pitching can get hot, goaltenders can stop a lot of pucks, whatever the cliche is, but um, the Twins are in line here to go on a little bit of a run. They should at least be. Baseball's weird, so we'll see. But yep. uh, they've already they've already <clears throat> done a bunch of weird things on the losing side, so it's time to go. We gotta go. We gotta go. to go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. Bye bye. Please subscribe to our Score North YouTube channel. We have two YouTube channels: Score North MN and Purple Daily Podcast. We just surpassed nineteen thousand total subscribers over the weekend, thanks to uh, to you guys. So appreciate you hanging out with us every day, Mackie and Judd. Back tomorrow. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.